Well, Shabbat Shalom. It's good to be back. This week, our parasha is Ki Tetzay, which means when you go out. Covers Deuteronomy 21.10 through 25.19. Now, parasha Ki Tetzay covers many different topics and actually contains 74 different commandments. We're not going to go through all of them this morning because we want to get to Mark at some point. Well, this morning, I would like to focus on just a few of the commandments found in this parasha. Now, woven through the many different topics of this parasha is the idea of fairness, of justice. Many of the situations we just heard about, one of them uh, in this parasha, deal with people of unequal social standing that can potentially be exploited by others. Each circumstance required a different command by the Lord. The Torah is not a one-size-fits-all book. Uh, The Lord, in his wisdom, understood there are many different situations that happen in our lives, each of which needs its own way of being handled. These commands, unlike the systems of law and justice created by human beings, were without corruption. Often, even in our country, and especially in other countries, when the laws get written, they get written with the loopholes already put in so that people can exploit it. I was reading this morning about a a small town in the UP on the Wisconsin border that is in the middle of five different lawsuits over marijuana stores, and people are doing backroom dealings to get their store in because Wisconsin doesn't sell marijuana or something, and maybe thousands of dollars are changing hands to get the laws written in such a way. Fortunately, the Torah has none of those issues. Nobody can bribe God. Nobody can corrupt our Lord. Now, I emphasize this truth because there are laws in our parasha concerning, as we heard, female captives of war, how children from multiple wives should be treated, and various kinds of divorce. Super easy, uncomplicated issues in life. Now, over the centuries, atheists and others, those who have a critical lens to Scripture, have used these passages, usually out of context, to attack the character of Adonai and the reliability of Scripture, to argue that God and his word is as fallible as the rest of human society. Their reason is that many of these commandments viewed through our modern standards could seem strange, cruel, even disgusting. The idea of a woman shaving her head after being captured in war. There is a term, though, for this sort of thinking known as presentism where we read back our own view of morality in a historical text. We judge those we read and claim if we had lived during these times, we would have acted in a better, more righteous way. Presentism leads us to supposed moral superiority, a dangerous trait commonly found among people today. You know, when we read or watch stories online or are told about stories in the news, we also tend to assume in our society, right, we would have been different. We wouldn't have been caught up in that scandal. We would have been able to solve the problem much better. Everybody's an idiot but us. I think of, and you see this online with with, uh, videos of shootings, 
uh, people with no firearm or firefight training or expertise pretend how they would have handled a shooting situation, you know, in a, in a gas station or, God forbid, a, a church or synagogue, right? They say, well, why do they do this? They clearly should have done this or that. You know, it's very easy to say what you would have done when you're not part of the situation. It's always easier to quarterback on the sidelines. Part of the offense of the good news, and really all of God's word, is the claim that we are not born good or even neutral. The need for these commandments for Israel and many of the laws we have today show our depravity. In the Torah and in our laws today, we have laws about bestiality, we have laws about incest, we have laws about all sorts of insane, corrupt, terrible things. You don't need laws if nobody's doing the thing, right? But because it's an issue, we have laws to protect ourselves and our society from it. When you look at all the laws we have to have to govern ourselves as a society, when we look at the Torah, is it really any wonder that we can't save ourselves? That healing the world doesn't seem to be going very well right now. We need to remember that these commandments were not put in place as an endorsement of the practices they dealt with. But like the laws regarding kings in Israel, they are a framework that helps protect those who are most vulnerable. In comparison to surrounding biblical cultures, and even many cultures today, the laws of God were, this might be a dirty word to some people, but very progressive. These laws emphasize a need to protect those who could not protect themselves. And that is an essential part of good laws. One example from this parasha is if a slave from another nation came to Israel, we were reminded of our own slavery, and they were not to be sent away to go back into captivity. We weren't just supposed to kick them out. Instead, they were invited to become a member of our people, submitting themselves under God's law, and were not to be oppressed. Once they became a full citizen, they were be treated as equals. Compare that law to the Fugitive Slave Act, which mandated in America slaves who fled to northern states be sent back to the south. You know, while slavery obviously existed in ancient Israel as well as in Rome, it was very different from the practice of slavery in America. And again, we don't want to just read back our own history into these texts. God's fairness is also shown in how he detests having multiple sets of weights and measures. This is called an abomination to the Lord. In our business dealings, we had to be fair and not try to swindle others or have double standards. That sure seems to be ignored in our society today pretty heavily, huh? You know, maybe we need to read those commandments a little bit more closely. I remember Dr. Mayhew, one of Rabbi Glenn and I's professors at Moody, we were talking about going through the Torah. He shared with us that over, I think it was a third or a significant amount of the weights and measures found in Israel, you know, through excavation and archaeology, were tampered with. They were unequal. They had this command, but, you know, business is business. You could do what you want, and obviously we see the punishment that that brings. You know, the Lord even had concern for fairness with animals in the field. 
We were instructed not to muzzle our oxen while it was working in the fields. It deserved to enjoy the fruit of its work and have food from the field. God even cares about the animals and how we treat our animals. The laws of God in this parasha, besides talking about justice or fairness, also emphasize mercy. In Deuteronomy 24, 16, we read that parents are not to be put to death for their children's sins, which is a blessing for us all. In this chapter, we also are told that a person should be paid their wages promptly, especially if they are poor and need them. Again, I think of our, I just keep thinking of our society today. So many people get jerked around with their bosses and with work, with paychecks. It's a great way to manipulate and suppress people. It was also a sin to take advantage of a widow, an orphan, or a foreigner. These were the people most likely to be disenfranchised in society and without a voice to defend themselves. I think of the ministry of Messiah Yeshua, who always had time for widows and orphans and even foreigners who came up to him. He had compassion on children in a way that those in leadership in his society did not. The Lord, in his mercy, gave special laws for these groups of people to help protect them from those who had more power. So to summarize, why are we given such laws of such a variety in Parashat say, Because it is in our fallen nature to not deal with others fairly, justly, or with mercy. These laws were given because the Lord knew that without them, our people would commit serious sins against ourselves and others. And unfortunately, our history shows that we did. That most likely the poor and the vulnerable would be exploited and there would be less order in our society. The sad truth is, is that our people regularly violated these laws and all the other commandments of the Lord throughout our history. Good laws are not enough to fix, though, our broken and depraved nature. Okay? You can legislate as much as you want. It doesn't fix the human condition. And we have thousands of years of human history to emphasize this point across every culture and time. We need the working of Messiah Yeshua in our lives to transform us from within in a way sacrifices of animals and good laws never could. Our failure to follow Adonai's commandments is not an issue with his standard, but an issue with us. God's law does not bend to our desires or wants. We must bend to it. You can't bribe God to change the law. The fact of the matter is that all of us have failed to keep Adonai's commands, especially the two greatest commandments, to love God with the totality of who we are and to love our neighbors as ourselves. God's commands are fair, just, and merciful, but we all fall short of the standard and deserve the punishment for our sins. Thanks be to the Lord for the mercy he has provided for us through Messiah Yeshua. Parashat Kitetse ends with a reminder to fully follow the commands of Adonai and not to forget them. May the Lord enable us to learn from his word, the lessons and commands he has given us, and to not forget who he is and what he has done for us as well. Thank you so much.